Hello, and welcome to Living the Abundant Life. Encounter God Today. I'm Alexis Carucci, and I want to thank you for joining me every week. I'm here on my Facebook Live at 12 Pacific Daylight or Standard Time. And I want to also welcome you who are joining me on the replay, whether it's on my Facebook page, Living the Abundant Life, or on Twitter or Instagram, or listening to this on YouTube or my podcast. Once again, thank you for joining me today. Well, this month we're looking at being called. And last week we saw that we are called. Everyone's called. But as Christians, we can step into our specific and unique vocational or life calling because we have Jesus in us. And he's the one that gave us that specific calling. And so today we're going to look at called. Now what? So thanks for joining me. And when you come on this broadcast live, if you would like to let me know who you are and where you're viewing from, I'd love to see that. And also don't forget to share this broadcast with others because they need to know how they can find their specific calling that God has for their lives. So let's open in a word of prayer. Father, we just come before you and we thank you that we can set aside this time and space to come before you to hear what your spirit would say to us concerning our lives and the calling that you have for us. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you. It's the anointing that teaches us. So I ask that you would anoint me, give me the words to say, and that Lord, you'd open the eyes, the ears, and prepare the hearts of everyone who will be listening, whether live or on the replay. I ask Lord that you would bring Holy Spirit revelation to us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as I said uh, last week, God created us for a purpose, and we each have a calling upon our lives that is specific, unique, and it's, it's both a vocational or life calling as well as ministry. So we saw in Jeremiah 1.5 and Psalm 139.16 that God um, formed us and he prepared our days for us even before we were born. But only those who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior can fully step into the calling that God has for their life. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines a calling as a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action or vacation, vocation, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. Hallelujah. I want to welcome Ryan Flores who's watching. Praise the Lord. Well, the call upon our lives is not a, a career choice, but a call from the Holy Spirit. And you may be called to the ministry, the marketplace, which is the business or work arena, education, politics, raising your children, or whatever it might be. But we must find out how to walk in it to live a satisfied and fulfilled life as God intended. We are the body of Christ. There are many members in the body, but one body of Christ, and members individually. So even though there's one body in Christ, we as individual members make up that body. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 and 27. God has appointed and anointed each of us to fulfill 
the purpose that he had created us for and to advance his kingdom. Well, why did God give us a specific calling? It's to diversify and cover all areas needed to build his kingdom and bring order and rule wherever we go. That's kingdom rule. Hallelujah. It's like building a house in the natural. First, there's an architect or designer. You have to have a contractor. And then um, they're over the subcontractors who are the specialized workers that he arranges and schedules at the needed time. Well, God is the architect and designer, and Jesus Christ is the contractor, and we're the subcontractors or specialized workers. We are co-laboring with him in building his house called Zion. You can read more about Zion in Psalm 132, verses 13 and 14, Isaiah 28, 16, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22, and 1 Peter 2.5. We see in 1 Corinthians 3.9, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Hi, Jennifer Scobie. Thanks for joining us today. God bless you. Well, how do we find out what we're called to do? First, it's essential to spend time with the Lord by worshiping, praying, and meditating on His Word and any prophetic words spoken over your life. Psalm 119.105 And our purpose comes from His presence. That's our foundation. When we lean into His presence and the Word of God to know Him personally, our ministry becomes an overflow from the time we spend with Him. It doesn't matter what education or degree we have, people will take notice that we have spent time with Jesus, just like his disciples. We also need to know who we are in Christ. That's our identity. That's very important as well. Well, the next step we need to do when we're spending time with him is ask him what he wants us to do with our life. For example, when God called Moses, First, he needed to turn aside and look at the burning bush before God was able to speak to him. You can read more about that in Exodus 3, verses 2 through 4. I want to also welcome Maalthea Christine Hernandez, who's watching. Hello, God bless you. Well, and also Jesus told us to ask, seek, and knock, and we will find what we're looking for. Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8. He said, when we ask, we will uh, get that answer. And when we seek, we will find. And when we knock, that door will be opened unto us. So there are things that we can do to create the space we need to seek Him. First, we must diligently seek Him in faith because, as we know, Everything must be done in faith. Hebrews 11, 6, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, and Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Second, we can also seek God with prayer and fasting, fasting ministering to the Lord. Acts 13, verses 1 through 4, and 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. It's the global church that builds God's house, and each of us uses our specific gifts to build it. 
we must be following the leading of the Holy Spirit. It is important to get planted in a local church. We are to be planted in the house of God, according to Psalm 92.13. That is where we will flourish and come into our destiny and calling, whether in vocational ministry, the business world, the medical field, at home, etc. Check out Acts 6, verses 1 through 5, and Acts 21, 8. There is a particular soil for the seed to grow, so we need to inquire where we are to be planted and when we're to leave where we are planted, 1 Corinthians 12, 18. When we, we go in joy and peace, when it's time to leave, despite the circumstances, Isaiah 55, 12. We're often planted in a place of adversity, which is why we need to know that God planted us there. Adversity builds resilience and develops character, Mark 4, 16 and 17. We're not only to get planted in the house of God, but in the area we are called to. It is essential to know our purpose and the place and people we are to minister to. The place and people must come together to see our purpose fulfilled. We need a greater sense of purpose about the location we're living in. The specific place God has us in is where we will be most effective and conducive for growth for our purpose. Hello, I want to welcome Angelica Saucida Bajo, who's watching today. Well, is it about the actual city or region? Different cities have different assignments on them. Are you there because of family, church community, or kingdom assignment, etc.? I've previously shared my testimony about a time when I was away from the Lord and responded to His call to return back to Him. He told me to leave the person I was living with and move to Southern California. I was so in love with Jesus that I wanted to do what He wanted me to do and go where He wanted me to go. I had a, a couple of choices of where I could have gone, but I heard Him say that He wanted me to go to Southern California. So as I went, He directed me to Santa Ana and planted me at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, which is the church I grew in the Lord through the expository teaching and learning about the things of the Spirit there. When I first got to Southern California, I hated it because of the smog, the traffic, and the materialism, but I knew God had sent me there. So my prayer to Him was, Lord, help me to like it here which he did. I wouldn't have been able to stay if I didn't know that he'd planted me there. So I was there for nine years. But I also knew when it was time to leave, as I recognized that my spirit became more distressed and uncomfortable, as I knew it was time to go. And I was willing to leave, but I didn't know where to go. So as I sought the Lord about it, he had me take a traveling nurse assignment where I could go to different parts of the country as an intensive care nurse for three to six months at a time. That allowed me 
to learn how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit through these temporal, vocational, and ministry assignments. I did this for four years and was crying out to the Lord to settle me into a place. I wasn't a person who normally liked to be traveling around. I liked to be in one location. Well, he drew me to the place that I'm currently living in, where I met my husband, retired from nursing, and am now in ministry. Hallelujah. Sometimes who or where God sends you to doesn't make sense. It may not be rational, logical, or reasonable, and we may be uncomfortable with the people we're called to run with or hang around with or minister to. The Lord can show us who we are called to when we see that He gives us favor with them and who He connects us to, even though it may not make sense to us. God will attract people to you, such as mentors, spiritual fathers and mothers, and those to minister to. Sometimes God puts us together because of our difference, not our sameness, and then He trains us to appreciate the difference. Ministry is all about people. Well, it's also important to finish our assignment each season that God gives us, otherwise we'll be starting over each time. Our decision to move to another location must be based on recognizing his timing and season. We, nus- we must not move, but be sent. Remember, God can redeem all things even though we make re- mistakes, such as marrying the wrong person or moving to the wrong location. Nothing is beyond his redemption. When you decide to step into that calling that he has for you, he works all things out for our good and to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8.28. Well, I want to encourage you to take time to identify your passions and gifts, those things that you love doing and are good at doing. It's the Holy Spirit who gives natural and spiritual gifts. Check out Genesis 1.26, Job 33.4, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 11. The Spirit can take the natural gifts and talents we were created with, such as, you know, for music or art, leadership, building, speaking, etc., reveal them direct them for His glory, and cause them to reach their full potential. For example, you can see that in Exodus 31, verses 3 through 6. We are created in God's image and have different gifts and abilities that we are accountable for using to reflect His glory. Matthew 25, 14 through 30 tells us how we're to be good stewards of what God's given us, and check out 2 Timothy 1.6. There are ministry gifts that are given to the body of Christ, and they are people who Jesus has called to stand in the fivefold ministry. Apostles, uh, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Ephesians 4, verse 8 and 11 through 12. They are specifically equipped with gifts of the Spirit to fulfill their office or function in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 27-30 
Their job is to equip us as the saints for the work of ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ. Ephesians 4.12 When you have the Holy Spirit, you have God's divine nature in you through your reborn spirit. The spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives are grace gifts and are received by grace through faith, just like all the other gifts we receive from God. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-11 tells us about nine gifts the Holy Spirit gives. And also you can read more in Hebrews 2, 4. He gives us these gifts as believers for the profit of all. And we are to use these gifts in love. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 and 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2. He gives us these gifts so that we can be a blessing to others. But they don't represent the maturity of a believer. We're to use these gifts in the spirit and not in the flesh. That's why we must allow the Lord to develop our character so that we can use these gifts appropriately. They are available to every believer through the Holy Spirit who dwells within you. However, we must wait upon the unction and direction of the Holy Spirit for the manifestation of these spiritual gifts. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, and I read all of my verses through by uh, the New King James Version unless I tell you otherwise. So 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11 says, As each one has received a gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, Let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. 1 Corinthians 7.17 says, But as God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. And so I ordain in all the churches. That's the Apostle Paul writing to us in 1 Corinthians. Well, the gifts and calling of the Lord are irrevocable, but not everyone is willing to walk in the calling and destiny God has ordained for them. Romans eleven twenty nine. We must count the cost and consider what impact God's call will have upon our daily lives. There may be persecution, and we may need to give up things to go where the Spirit leads us. We may need to change how we spend our time, money, friends, family, and even give up some relationships hindering God's plan for us. We may need to change our mindsets to embrace the truth. You can read more about this in Philippians 3, verses 7 through 11. We should live a lifestyle of prayer, fasting, and Bible study. Well, my question to you today is, are you willing to accept his call and pay the price? It will require a daily surrender to him. We may look at other people and wish we had their anointing or calling because we see the results, but they spent time with him and have surrendered to him. It's vital to be authentic and be who God called and designed you to be, not to covet and to be jealous of, and, and to be envious of, and to desire what you see in someone else's life, but what God called you to be.
So we can either yield to Him or resist. We need to submit to the process and not rush the moment, but trust God in the process. It's never too late to get started. It doesn't matter what time in your life you're currently at. If you're not sure that you're in the, in the calling of the Lord and walking in that destiny that He's planned for you, you can seek Him right now and you can find out and He will help you get into that place. He will make up for lost time and He will guide you from here on out as you follow His leading and hear His voice. So give strength to what He's called you to do and stay focused. Don't get distracted. He is developing our faith to move forward for the future. Remember Jeremiah 29:11 says that He has a good plan and a future for us. Finally, we need to find joy in whatever His will is for us. Hallelujah! Even as Jesus surrendered and submitted to the death of the cross, it was because He looked forward to the joy that was set before Him and that relationship that He would have with us. John fifteen sixteen says, You did not choose Me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in My name, He may give you. Ephesians 4 verses 1 through 6 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Let me close with this last verse and then we'll pray. Second Peter 1 verses 10 and 11 says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord wants you to be victorious and to walk in that destiny and calling that He has for you. And you can know what that specific calling is. So I pray that you will spend time to ask, seek, and knock. And that you will follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, very often um, the Lord will confirm His Word uh, through the written Word or through a prophetic Word. So we know that we can also follow after peace. So I just want to encourage you today to spend some time with the Lord. If you're not sure you're in the right place, the right church, the right vocation or life calling, if you're not surrounded by the right people and connections that God has for you, because He wants to reveal those things to you so that you can live a fulfilled and satisfied life and a life that's lived for Him and to advance His kingdom. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank You that You have revealed to each and every one of us 
your plan and purpose and we just need to connect with you to hear what that is and to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that as we spend time with you each day and daily surrender to you, we can be fulfilled and live a life that is satisfied and pleasing to you. So, Lord, I pray that for each one that is listening to this broadcast, whether it's live or on the replay, on all of the social media platforms, they may hear it. I ask that you would bless them, that you would give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the revelation that you will reveal to them as they seek your face, as they seek to know you and your call upon their lives. I pray that you would bless them and that everything that they set their hand to would prosper, that you'd bless their families, make provision for everything that they have need of. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to thank you once again for joining me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he be gracious unto you. May his countenance be upon you, and may he give you his peace. God bless.